Hello, and welcome to the Wild Heart Meditation Center podcast. We release these episodes every week on Wednesday mornings, and the best way to support us is by clicking subscribe and taking a moment to rate the podcast wherever you are listening. If you'd like to support our efforts to keep the nonprofit Meditation Center open in Nashville, you can donate via Venmo by sending your donation to at Wild Heart Nashville, or you can make a donation through our website, wildheartmeditationcenter.org, by clicking the Donate tab. Peace and love. Hope you enjoy. silence your practice the uh, 15th chapter of the Dhammapada starts with let us live in joy in love amongst those who hate among those who hate let us live in love let us live in joy in health amongst those who are ill among those who are ill let us live in health Let us live in joy, in peace amongst those who struggle. Amongst those who struggle, let us live in peace. Let us live in joy. Although having nothing in joy, let us live like spirits of light. I feel like that's such a relief that we can acknowledge um, joy in this practice. I don't know if anything like me, you may have brought, uh, been brought into these rooms, into the meditation with a, a shitload of suffering, right? And even in the Buddhist practice, where do we begin? We be- begin with the first noble truth of dukkha, that inherent in life is a great deal of, of difficulty, of aging, sickness, death, and sorrow, lamentation, grief, despair, uh, separation from all that is dear. These inevitable aspects of life are important to acknowledge. And at the same time, just like pain is inevitable, uh, pleasure is inevitable. So what we are instructed to do is find a, um, a way of embracing the joys of life while not still denying that there are sorrows in life. So I ended up on this topic today because I've been going through a series of the Brahma Viharas. The Brahma Viharas are the four heart practices. And I think they work very well together to make a, a full open heart. The first Brahma Vihara is metta or loving kindness. It's a way of establishing an indiscriminate friendliness. That we meet all conditions with a sense of gentleness and ease. And that we wish ease towards all beings everywhere. And then the second of these Brahma Viharas I spend a good amount of time on is compassion or karuna. It's a way to have a sense of loving kindness as we meet anything painful with loving kindness. It transforms into compassion. It's a kind, loving embrace of pain, uh, nurturing pain. 
And like I said, I, I love that. I'm like, yeah, I'm in pain. Let's be kind towards pain. It sounds so awesome and radical. And at the same time, well, there's that pleasure. And so what we develop is what we call mudita, an appreciative joy or a sympathetic joy. Mudita, M-U-D-I-T-A, and that's the topic of today. And the fourth Brahmavihara we'll get to in a few weeks is equanimity or upekka. It's a way to stay in balance of all of joys, uh, all of life's joys and sorrows. So uh, getting on this third Brahmavihara, Mudita. Um, mudita is traditionally taught as sympathetic joy, and that's what I'm going to cover mostly today is the sympathetic joy. It's a way to find joy in others' joy. That the Dalai Lama says that if you're only able to find joy in your own experience, you're lessening your opportunity for joy from seven billion down to one. So this is the cultivation of being able to be happy for somebody else. I am happy for you is an expression of mudita. You know, they have, uh, was it schadenfreude? that you're, you're happy because somebody's miserable. <laughs> it's kind of like the opposite of that. And it's traditionally taught as an antidote towards a lot I feel like we have in our modern culture. An antidote to envy. That, uh, you know, you have something, I'm envying that. Your success, I envy your success. I envy your stuff, I envy your happiness. Where's mine, right? That feeling of where's mine as somebody else is succeeding. And then there, it's also taught as an antidote to jealousy. Jealousy is that, that feeling of somebody's going to take my stuff away. I have these nice things and I feel like they're going to take it away. And another thing, though, to expand on this that I see that in our modern context, though, that mudita may be actually a rebellious act, that we can use this in response to um, hyper-capitalism, for that matter, that, you know, not here to give a talk on economics, but at the same time seeing how our competitive economic system can affect us. That we have a sense of, of scarcity sometimes, right? And we're competing and comparing. And we can break free of that comparison and com competition by being, I'm happy for you. <laughs> you know, if you're playing a game and somebody beats you, they're playing Monopoly, and they kick your ass in Monopoly. How fucking wild would that be if you said, yeah, way to go, way to kick my ass. That's the practice of mudita. Cheer them on for kicking your ass in the game, right? Well, yeah, well, it, it's a practice. We call it practice because, it, you know, it's a training, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So for me, I think mudita has really showed up in my life because I, I, I tend to isolate, I tend to separate, and I, I have a tendency of like an avoidant personality style that I walk into the room and I'm really quick to other myself, uh, why I don't belong in this room, why I don't belong with these people, and what's so different and unique about me. And this practice of mudita really helps me be in the face of, of whatever anybody's experiencing, especially if there's joy they're experiencing. Because emotions, if you notice, are contagious, right? We have these mirror neurons that we could feel into each other and it's awesome. It's almost like this magical experience sometimes that I know I have with people. I'll be sitting like 
uh, with you know my 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 hand on my chin, and then I'll look over, and somebody will be sitting with their hand on their chin, like literally mirroring me. That's because we lock in sometimes. You know, we finish each other's sentences type stuff, where it gets that kind of like eerie, like whoa. That's because you know we have our mirror neurons locked in. So this contagiousness is really helpful in so many ways. Like if I started crying right now, good chance you'll start crying too. If I started yelling and screaming, a good chance you'd feel worked up. Um, that's because we're, we're in company of emotions and it's a great way to regulate emotions is by locking in and showing that it's okay to feel these emotions and we can feel them together. So what Mudita acknowledges is that emotions are contagious and joyful emotions are contagious. So we want to lock in with people who experience joyful emotions. And it's possible. Right? So as we lock in with joyful emotions and uh, you know, wish happiness towards other people's happiness, like I said, sometimes it, it's a great antidote for a lot of othering for me. Maybe sometimes bigotry, sometimes judgment. You know? And it's a great way to engage myself with people that I am feeling othered by or I'm othering them. And um, there's a story I, I tell almost every time I teach Mudita, and I don't know if any of you guys, I, I was saying it like, like telling the story like constantly for a while, so I stopped telling these stories, and now it's like maybe it's been a couple years since I've given this story, so uh, maybe you've heard it, maybe not, you haven't, but I was on retreat years and years ago now, uh, I was on a retreat uh, it, Joshua Tree, California. It was a Dharma punks retreat. So it was like people like, like me, kind of my age, were into punk rock, tattoos, Buddhism, loud music and Buddhism that we were kind of talking about earlier. For some reason those go hand in hand. So it's a, a group of people that I was very similar to. We spoke the same language, we liked the same stuff, you know? So it was really cool that I can go on this like Buddhist punk rock retreat out in Joshua Tree, California. Any of y'all been to Joshua Tree? Yeah, it's fucking beautiful, it's great. So out in the desert with a bunch of punk rockers meditating, right? And um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I was having a good time meditating, uh, doing what I'm used to on retreat, sitting, walking, silence, no talking. But in the middle of every day, they did something called uh, five rhythms this mindful movement, and they played loud uh, dance music. And so people were dancing and having a good time and playing this loud music. And I fucking hated it. I couldn't stand it. What the hell are these people dancing? I'm on a meditation retreat. The Buddha didn't say anything about dancing. <laughs> you know? So what the hell? You're getting it wrong. And it's like these people that I thought were my people turned on me. I do not fit in with these people. They're dancers. And I was like, I'm out. You know, and in that, like, like I stayed at the retreat, but this feeling arose in me of that that isolated feeling. I don't belong here. I, I don't fit in. You know, I'm I'm rejected. So I felt rejected by the group because they were dancing. And like one night, you know, I was I was feeling this almost like hatred in me so strongly. I don't know if any of y'all have been on a retreat, but sometimes there's nowhere to go, right? You can't escape your mind. And as this mind's like flaring up in this extreme <sighs> hatred, 
I was like, okay, it's like do or die. I'm either going to figure out how to be with this hatred, how to switch this hatred towards something that's more skillful, or I'm just going to go bonkers doing it. So I, I was like, okay, hatred, you and me, let's go. And I was at walk, doing walking meditation. And I was like, all right, this hatred is strong, just weighted on me, just all these thoughts about how I hated everybody and how I hated everything and how I hated myself. And it was, it was just so loud. And then something popped in my head, Mudita. The night before, the, the lesson was on Mudita, on finding joy in others' joy. And what the teacher taught was doing a, like a, this formal meditation, and we'll do it later, that we, we sit and meditate and we root for somebody that it's easy to root for. Like, you know, somebody that's like uh, a kid, like your nephew or something, or your child, and you imagine them celebrating. And, oh, I'm happy for you. And you wish them happiness. And then you, you expand it towards, towards like everyday people, somebody you don't know, and just wishing them, you know, happiness and may their happiness grow and continue. And then you keep on expanding into finding happiness in people that you may feel envious of, may feel othered by, may feel jealous of. People that are difficult to root for. And I was like, that's it. That's it. So I started rooting for everybody on this retreat. And I, you know, the next day the dance period came up and I went. I was like, time to go dance. (laughs) And so I went to the dance. People were jumping up and down. They were sweating. They were cheering. They were on the floor crying. And so anytime anybody jumped up with joy, I said, may your happiness grow. Anytime they had an emotional response where they're just getting into the dancing, I was like, may your happiness continue. And, and as they're like just falling apart on the floor crying, I'm like, yeah, I'm rooting for you. I was just rooting for these people over and over again. And I would like to say that this practice did something in me, like the Grinch or something, you know, the Grinch that his heart grew, whatever, 10 times that day. It didn't. I would like to say, oh, I jumped up in joy and started dancing with everybody. No, I didn't start dancing. I was just doing like, you know, the standard, whatever was the minimal dance I can do. And I did it. And, but I didn't have that sense of hatred. I didn't have to be the one dancing. I didn't have to fit in. I was happy that they were dancing. So that contagiousness of their joy, it wasn't like, where's my joy? I don't fit in here. It's like, yes, get it, go for it. I'm happy for you. And so anytime this this feeling of being othered, not belonging, not fitting in, I I kept on doing this. After the retreat, I just went home and, and, and took on this practice of rooting for people, rooting for strangers. Somebody has a nice car, good for you. I'm happy you have that nice car. I see somebody eating some food, good for you. I hope you enjoy that sandwich, right? More and more trying to be happy that people have joy in their lives. And one particular evening, um, my wife works on Broadway. And uh, uh, it's, it's kind of funny what I do and what my wife does. She's a bar manager and I, I work at getting people sober a lot. So it's kind of like we, we you know, we're benefiting either way, right? It's like, eh, you get drunk, she's making money. You get sober, I'm making money, so it's cool. You know? um, so all of our bases are covered. Um, so I went to, it was a 4th of July celebration downtown on Broadway. And my wife got me VIP seating. 
So it was a balcony seat that looked over Broadway. And the Nashville Symphony was playing. So that I was like right by the Nashville Symphony and they were gonna shoot fireworks behind the symphony. So I was like, perfect, this is awesome. And as the night went on, there was some bad weather. And the symphony canceled. Oh, that's a bummer. They're great. You know, y'all ever seen a National Symphony? Yeah, great. Some of the best musicians I've ever seen. Awesome. And they canceled. And another thing is they had to move the fireworks. While I have a perfect place to see these fireworks, they moved the fireworks behind me. So my perfect balcony seat was now a sucky seat. It wasn't, I couldn't see the fireworks. So as I sat there in my VIP, Boom, fireworks. I could hear the fireworks happening behind me. Can't see them. That sucks. But I looked down and I saw the entire city on Broadway, families, like uh, people I didn't know, cheering and joy in their face. It, it would be dark and then boof, a firework. And then the, the whole city would light up looking at me because they were happening behind me. And it was so nice seeing the joy in all of these people as they were watching the fireworks show. And really, that was probably even better than actually watching the fireworks show. It was watching people enjoy a fireworks show that I could really feel. And it was awesome. It was so great. And I found happiness in their happiness. Where's mine? Eh, it doesn't even matter at this point. I can't see the fireworks. Probably better off, right? I can enjoy them enjoying it. So I went through this year of really taking this on, finding happiness and others' happiness. And um, I went back to Joshua Tree the following year. And uh, it was another, you know, Dharma punks retreat. And uh, at, you know, Joshua Tree, beautiful, my people, you know, but it's huge. This time it was like 150 people at this retreat. A lot of people at this retreat. And as we were going through the retreat, um, you know, this is a little vulnerable for me, but a little, like, almost like a bigotry happened in me. And it was, it was a bigotry towards, uh, you know, peace and love, peace and love to all you here, to, towards hippies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm working on it. So, um, so there, you know, it was all these... Dharma punks, and then there was this young, beautiful hippie girl there. And it was like, what are you doing here? I projected, it's like, you got it all. You seem happy, you're beautiful, you're, you got your youth. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, you know, and just projecting onto her. And I noticed my mind do that. And all of it's, you know, bigotry. And I was like, nah, I'm going to start rooting for her, you know. You know, good for you to be at this retreat with a bunch of, you know, agitated punk rockers. Glad you're here. Hope you get the most out of it. And so I'm thinking this. Of course, we're in silence the whole time. I don't even, I'm not even talking to her. And we would go to the meditation hall, a large meditation hall, like 150 people there, and we'd sit. And she would be on the other side of the room, and I'd be on the other, like, completely opposite sides of the room. And as we're at these completely other sides of the room, 
I'm wishing her, you know, get it. I hope this, you know, retreat really helps you. I hope you get joy out of this retreat and, and I hope you find peace at this retreat and just really wishing her all the success and happiness that being at a retreat can offer. So the teacher would ring the bell, everybody left the meditation hall, except one person, this young hippie girl. <laughs> and so I just stayed. Everybody left, me and her sitting there meditating, and I'm just, so, yeah, way to do this, way to keep on meditating, way to stay at your practice, way to be diligent in your work. Yeah, and just like really rooting for her. And then one of us would get up and leave. And this happened, I think, almost every single sitting period. You know, we go through like eight sitting periods throughout the day. And the teacher would ring the bell, everybody leave, and just two people left, me and her, opposite sides of the meditation hall, and I'm just rooting for her rooting for her yeah. and we did this for a whole week and it was awesome that I just found so much when my mind wanted to go to a hateful place I was like nope love this girl you know wish her well and the retreat went on and it was the last day of the retreat and uh, she really pushed my buttons on this one that <laughs> She, you know, once again, peace and love. I don't believe this mind, but this is what the mind says sometimes. Um, she had this giant crystal. Right? And she put the crystal at the front of the room for some reason. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's putting this giant crystal at the front of the room. This is so... Uh, there, there was dancing on the last retreat. Now there's crystals at this retreat. I don't know what to do, you know? <laughs> and... What happened was, like, at the end of the retreat, we broke silence, and we started talking to each other and making friends and people I didn't know, saying hi, and she came up to me. And she came up to me with this big crystal. She said, I put this crystal at the front of the room to gather all the energy of this retreat, and, and I want you to have a piece of this crystal. She broke off the piece of the crystal, and she gave it to me. She says, you are so inspirational to me. Anytime I wanted to get up and leave the meditation hall, I looked over and you were there meditating. And you, you worked so hard in this retreat. And she said, this is my very first retreat. And seeing what, how much people can put into their meditation practice, seeing how you do this, really inspired me. So thank you. And I didn't tell her a thing because I, I didn't know how she was going to take it. And I walked in, I thought you were like perfect and I hated you and now I think I love you and you know, like I was wishing, you know, so I, le you know, I left all that out and uh, you know, and like there's a part of me that wishes I could like pull out a crystal right now and see like this is the crystal that she gave me, but I lost the crystal. I don't know what happened to it. All conditions are impermanent or something. So, um, yeah, and, and um, that's my mind. That's what I'm working with. Uh, so this is what the benefit is of mudita. Right? When we're feeling, what is it? Oh, yes, it is awesome. <laughs> it's an awesome practice that while in this Buddhist practice, we acknowledge that um, there's limitations in finding lasting happiness in these material stuff and life has some some sadness and grief in it and we want to be compassionate towards it it also expands our heart to notice that there's awesome things in life awesome people in life and let's find happiness 
uh, by switching our relationship. Rather than envy and jealousy, let's switch it towards appreciation um, and sympathetic joy. Sympathetic, you know, leaning into this human quality that we can feel other people's feelings. So I want to do a formal practice of this. And like I said, just like I learned on that retreat, that we can do different categories to expand our heart. And what I want to start with is bringing to mind someone that's easy to root for. Like I said, this could be like your kids, and a nephew, um, your partner, like bringing to mind somebody that you're like, it's relatively easy to be happy for their happiness. And then we'll switch to a neutral person. Somebody you don't know, maybe somebody that, you know, you see at work, you maybe don't know their name. Maybe somebody you see in this room, you don't know them that well. Somebody you get your morning cup of coffee from, and we start rooting for them. And then we move to a, a, a difficult person. And what I mean by difficult person is somebody that you feel this almost irrational jealousy, envy, ill will towards, othering towards, maybe even bigotry towards, and we can shift that. And uh, this doesn't mean somebody that is harmful, right? Some people get their, their success through harmful means. I, I, I don't mean that. Let's, not, let's leave them out of the meditation. And, um, and then we'll shift into finding gratitude and appreciation for the joy in our own life. We'll use phrases. What we do is, you know, in mindfulness, we use uh, the breath as an anchor to the present time experience. As, as the mind wanders, come back to the breath. We'll use phrases to incline the mind towards creating a habit, towards thinking these thoughts. We'll use, may your happiness grow, may your happiness continue, and I am rooting for you. And we'll continually uh, concentrate our mind on this to incline ourselves to root for people. Sound good? Okay. Um, yeah, we'll do roughly about 15 minutes. So finding a posture that's supportive for about 15 minutes of meditation, seeing what this body needs right now. And the heart practices, it isn't um, too uh, important to have a, a diligent and spiritual seated posture. So finding a way to sit that's mostly comfortable, just good enough. And if it feels right to you, allowing your eyes to close. If that doesn't feel safe, just having a soft gaze in front of you. We can begin by influencing some deep in and out breaths. Just in through the nose and out through the mouth. When we are in fear and activation, the breath can get really short. Just showing this body it's safe right now by giving it a few deep in and out breaths. And feeling into the body, softening any points of tension held in the body. Softening the face. When we have this sense of ill will, the face can get really tight. So softening the brow and the eyes and the jaw. Allowing the shoulders to rest easeful shoulders as you feel gravity pulling down on the shoulders and 
and feeling the arms resting and the hands resting. Softening the belly, moments of anxiety, the belly gets real tight. So showing the belly it's safe right now by softening. Fully grounding ourselves in this experience by feeling the point of contact with your seat. So you scan throughout the legs, all the way down to the feet, bringing ease and gentleness into this body. So I invite you to welcome in the heart, feeling into the chest, feeling into the heart, maybe even envisioning that you're breathing in and out from this heart space. And touching into this opportunity for joy, for happiness, for success. Bringing in a sense of sweetness, gentleness, and tenderness with all of the pleasures that this world has to offer. We can lift up this intention of embracing joy by bringing to mind someone that it's easy to root for. Like I said, it could be one of your kids, it could be a family member, it could be a good friend. Just bringing to mind one person that is easy to root for. welcoming this person into your heart, envisioning them happy, celebrating, joyous, as we incline the mind to find happiness in their happiness, silently repeating the phrases, may your happiness grow, may your happiness continue, 
and I am rooting for you. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. Just silently saying that with this person in your heart. feeling their celebration, feeling their happiness, sharing this joy. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. I am rooting for you, stepping into this celebration of sharing. Feeling into the body, feeling into the heart, whatever amount of mudita, of joy that's available. And setting aside the image of this person and expanding the heart to include a neutral person, someone you don't know very well bringing to mind this one person. You may not even know their name, somebody you work with, someone you see at the store, get your morning cup of coffee from. Just picking one person to be the representative for all the people you don't know. Welcoming this person into your heart, knowing they experience joy in life, success in life, and celebration, envisioning them happy, 
and celebrated as you wish them these well wishes. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. With this neutral person in your heart, may your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. Expanding the heart to celebrate this person you don't know very well. Finding happiness in their happiness. Celebrating them. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. Over and over, silently resting in those phrases. Feeling into the body, feeling into the heart, this quality of mudita. As we set aside the image of this neutral person and welcoming in a difficult person, someone that it may be difficult to root for, someone that you may be envious of, jealous of, when you think of them, you think, where's mine? Somebody you're competitive with. Just welcoming this difficult person into your heart.
attempting to find happiness in their happiness, wishing them these well wishes. May your happiness grow, may your happiness continue, I am rooting for you. Maybe even envisioning them happy right now, smiling right now, celebrating right now. May your happiness grow, may your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. And if there's any restrictions, those are allowed. This doesn't have to be 100% perfect, just inclining the heart-mind towards finding happiness in those we may be envious of. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. Over and over, inclining the heart-mind. May your happiness grow, may your happiness continue. I am rooting for you. And coming back to the body, to the breath. Feeling into any joy that comes from this practice. As you set aside the image of this difficult person and finding joy in your own joy. Spending time reflecting on your own joyous life, the beautiful things in your life, the things you enjoy, the things that bring you pleasure and happiness. So just spending time just counting your blessings, all the wonderful things in your life. The people in your life, the successes in your life, school, work, 
the way down to just having what's in front of you, this opportunity to meditate, this body, all that's going right right now in this body, the breath, health. And just rooting for yourself. May my happiness grow. May my happiness continue. I am rooting for myself. Spending time celebrating yourself, being happy for all the pleasure that's available in your life today. <laughs>